seven things that you had to know about marketing. Let me put it a different way. What if there were seven activities, seven principles, seven things that if you knew and if you followed, you would guarantee your marketing success? Would you want to know them? Would you follow them? Yeah, I think you would. Well, that's what we're going to be discussing today on Traffic Keys. Welcome, everyone. I am Atiba D'Souza, and I am your host here. And my job is very simple. It's to help you, the business owner who's trying to get more eyeballs on your website, drive more traffic to your website so you can make more sales, generate more leads in an organic fashion. My job is to help you do that. And I'm going to do that by teaching you everything that I know that I've learned over 15 plus years in this industry for free. And today I'm teaching you one of my favorite frameworks. Now, let me just be completely transparent with you. I customized this framework, but it I didn't it didn't originate from me. Okay. Um it had to, well, that's what, 14, almost 15 years or so ago now, I read a book, uh, Andy Stanley's Seven Practices to Effective Ministry, and it changed my life. There's no hyperbole in that statement, okay? Um, I read this book because we were building a church at the time, and Andy had distilled these seven practices that he and his church in Atlanta, Georgia, used to grow their ministry. And I sat and I read that book and I read it multiple times and I learned these seven principles and we implemented them and they worked. And they worked so well that I decided, you know what? I'm going to start using these principles in other areas of my life. And I did. And it worked. And one of the most major and impactful areas that I used it in was in marketing. And so I took what Andy created for ministry and I've adapted it to the seven practices for effective marketing. And here's what's crazy about this, guys, is Andy did this. I've um, adapted it and I've used these principles over and over and over and over again in marketing campaign after marketing campaign after marketing campaign. And remarkably, The campaigns that worked, the campaigns that did well, took into account all seven of these. The campaigns that failed or struggled ignored one or more of these seven principles. That's how powerful this is. What I've proven is if you pay attention to all seven of these, you will have success in your marketing campaign. All right. Enough of the hype, enough of the buildup. Let's jump into it. Let's actually get into what these seven principles are. And I'm just going to run through these. We probably will take more time at some other time and break these down because they're huge and they're really important. Number one, number one is the win. You have to know what it means to win. There has to be a win that you create your marketing campaign for. And the win Ladies and gentlemen, the win is not about you. The win is about the value that you're going to give, the value that you're going to provide, the value that is going to be received from the person who buys your product or service. 
right? The outcome of your marketing game. You've got to know what that win is. That's where you're going because you have to keep your eyes on that prize, on what their value is, not your own. Okay? All right? And, and that's crucial that you have to keep your eyes on their value. Think about commercials. When you watch a commercial, they make you the hero of the commercial. Nike makes you feel like you're running, like you're dunking, and that you can do it. It's not about how great Nike is and, and that, their, that, that their corporate headquarters are wonderful. It has nothing to do with Nike. It has everything to do with what you're going to receive from wearing the shoes. Coca-Cola does the same thing. You're going to get refreshed. Who doesn't want to be refreshed? They've defined the win in terms of you, the audience. And that's what you've got to do, too, in your marketing. You have to define the win for your customer and keep your eyes focused on the win. So that's principle number one. Principle number two is you got to think steps, not projects. Okay? Steps, not projects. So very often we decide that, okay, we're going to do this new program or we're going to do this new thing. And we think of all the little projects that need to happen in order for it to, 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 to become a success, right? I've got to get graphics done and I've got to get this and I've got to get it. That's awesome. That's wonderful. However, it will lead you to folly. You have to think steps. Now, what are the steps that we're thinking of? You have to think of the steps that you want your customer to go through in order to reach the win. So imagine for a moment you're considering, where is my customer right now? What is going on? What do they believe? When they see my marketing, when they see this, this advertising from me, when they receive this email, what do they think about the problem that they're having that I'm attempting to solve for them. What are their thoughts? And what do I need to help them move along the path towards actually allowing me to help them solve it for them? If you define those steps that the customer needs to go through in your marketing, then it will become very clear what projects you need to undertake. Because sometimes we take a ton of time designing a beautiful website or a beautiful brochure or a beautiful this or whatever it may be, and it may be the wrong thing because it doesn't map to the step that the customer actually needs from you in order to receive the value that they came for, okay? So number two is think steps, not projects. Number three, this is one of the... Most interesting ones, because sometimes it's a little bit challenging for people. You have to narrow the focus. And what do I mean by narrow the focus? Well, guess what? Coke, as a company, they own Coca-Cola. They own um, uh, Sprite. They own other brands. They own food brands, even. Heck, even inside of Coke, they own Cherry Coke. They own all the different flavors of Coke. But when you see a Coke commercial... You may see a Cherry Coke commercial, or you may see a just regular Coke commercial. The key is they have narrowed the focus. They're going to talk to you about one thing. Yeah, this is not the time. In your marketing, this is not the time to talk about all the things that you can do and shove and cram 
every solution in there. No, 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 don't do it. Because all you're going to do is confuse your customer. And the confused front, sorry, the confused mind, my friends, they don't make a decision. And if they don't make a decision, they don't make a purchase. The confused mind buys nothing. And you confuse your customer when you give them tons of options or tell them all the things that you can do. Tell them one, narrow your focus, narrow your focus. Number four, we teach less for more. You know a ton about your product or service. Your customer very often knows very little. You know a ton about how it works. You know a ton about why it works. You know a ton about the benefits. You know the entire backstory, probably. You know a ton about your product or service and your company. Guess what? Your customer doesn't care. They don't. You think they should. You think it's super interesting, but it isn't to them. The only thing they care about is that win and you helping them take steps towards that win. In other words, you helping them solve their problem, okay? So, yes, I may have come to you and I have a problem A, and your solution will solve problem A and problem B. But guess what? I don't need to hear about problem B right now. I need to know for sure that you're going to solve problem A. After I've bought into the fact that you can solve problem A, then you can also tell me, hey, this will also solve problem B for you. We have to stop having diarrhea of the mouth or the fingers when we're doing our marketing and our design. We have to stop it. Stop throwing up information and telling your customers everything. You have to consider what's the win And what do they need in order to take steps towards that win? And that's it. Don't tell them more than that. Why? The confused mind will not buy. And the more information you give them that's extra is the more you're going to confuse them. It does not bring clarity. The confused mind does not buy. Number five. Listen to outsiders. If you've been around for a little while, you've probably heard me mention the Dream 100 a few times. If not, uh, I talk about it, go back to some past podcasts or some past videos and hear about it. But listen, there is somebody else who has spoken to your ideal customer, maybe about the exact product or service that, that, that you're selling, maybe about a tangential product or service that you're selling, or maybe even about a completely different and unrelated product or service than what you're selling. But somebody else who has spent millions of dollars is also talking to your customer. So when you're confused or wondering, what should I say to them? How should I say this? Go listen to somebody else who's also talking to them and see, how are they talking to them? And ask yourself, why? Why are they talking to them in this way? Especially if if it's a competitor and they're selling a similar product. Why? Why are they talking to this customer in this way? What is the problem that the customer is having that they believe that they
this and this, whatever they're saying is going to be the solution for. You have to listen to outsiders. Okay. Number six, we have to work on it. Put a plan in place in the beginning to get better, to measure what you're doing. And then how are we going to get better based on the measurement? Now, that isn't always the easiest thing to do up front. But what you can do up front is put the plan in place to measure and put some ideas around how if the measurement looks like this, we'll do this. If the measurement looks like that, we'll do the other. And then when the real data comes in, then you actually get to work on it. You get to get better. You get to analyze and change and become better. Work on it is number six. And then number seven, last but not least by any stretch of the imagination, is you have to put a plan in place to replace yourself. You have to put a plan in place so that someone else can do what you just did. Someone else can recreate this marketing campaign that you just created or run this marketing campaign. If it's so complex, if you're the only one that understands, your business will never grow. You may get a one-hit wonder. This campaign may work this time. And you're thinking, woohoo, it worked. But then you won't be able to repeat it. Because if you cannot replace yourself, if you cannot break what you're doing down into simple enough terms that you can teach someone else to do it and they can run with it and they can accomplish it as well as you did, then you're creating a system that's not duplicatable and you're creating a marketing system that will not stand the test of time. Okay, so those are the seven guys. I'm going to run back through them really, really quickly. First one is the win. Next is things, steps, not projects. Then we narrow the focus. We teach less for more. We listen to outsiders. We work on it. And last but not least, we replace ourselves. These are the seven practices, the seven principles that if you build into every one of your marketing plans, I guarantee you success with it. If you execute it, obviously. I mean, if you don't execute it, you can't have success. But <laughs> assuming that you execute it, if you execute it, you will have success. It's, I've proven it time and time again, it's impossible to fail. So that's it for today, guys, On um, for me on Traffic Keys. I hope you got something out of this today. The seven practices, the seven principles that you need in order to create a dynamic winning marketing strategy every single time. I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.